You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. This business report is brought to you by Ultron, technology partners in your digital transformation journey. For more information, visit ultron.com. Ultron, there when it matters. Aki Anastasiu, Hello. great to see you again. Good to see you. Uh, I see you said business report there. It's Technobyte. I mean, these guys, uh, but they sponsor the business report as well as Technobyte, and they're doing fantastic cool. stuff, Ultron. Um, I was actually chatting to the guys last week. Some of the stuff they're doing with IoT in particular is amazing, yeah. and it touches on some of the stuff we're going to be talking about on the show today. Hmm. How's it going with you? How was your weekend? Well, as I said, Liverpool, Liverpool won. won so yes. I see your team, Villa, um, not I, faring as well. Pirates and Villa. It's been a disastrous weekend for me. Well, you know. There's, and there's, we lost our coach. Yeah, well, sorry. sorry. Under a cloud. I want to know what happened there. But <laughs> so, anyway. do, so do many. Maybe we can get a, a drone to, to go to the Pirates training camp to figure out oh, what's been happening. I, I don't think they know the answers themselves. But anyway. <laughs> a brain implant that can be controlled by a smartphone. How drones are being tested to deliver critical medical assistance and an emotional journey of a digital detox while traveling. Yes. And this is the, the digital detox is for Eusebius, who I um, imagine is still listening before he, he departs for his trip. Can you imagine? But, um, you know, these guys in, in Korea and uh, teams of uh, scientists in Korea and the U.S. have developed this device. It's an implant that um, is is able to be uh, controlled by a smartphone. Now, the implant goes into the brain, right? And the implant can disperse tiny amounts of medication, but it's so small, it's the size of a, a, a hair. That's how small it is. Wow. Sitting on the brain, in a certain part of the brain, and as we know, the brain controls a whole lot of different things from your emotions to your emotional state. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have a drug addiction, for example, you know, you, you can control um, and disperse medication you know that needs to go into the brain sure. now what why this is important and because of the size of this uh, particular implant it's 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 fascinating to note that the guys that have done this have been doing this research on rats uh, at the moment and they're starting on, on human beings as well mm. but um you know with with the, these implants, they're able to not only use the mobile app to specifically target the area of the brain that you want the medication to go to, but you're able to get uh, feedback on how the uh, the drugs are reacting to the you know whatever you're dispersing in, into the brain, hmm. um, and and they're talking about using this specific uh, technology for people with emotional disorders, for example, drug addiction, um, and you can influence this by just controlling it through an app. So, hmm. in other words, is what's happening with a lot with 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 medicine at the moment is that the power of your treatment is now sitting on the actual consumer's hands. Obviously, working hand in hand with doctors and that but the technology is becoming so small that um, you're able to manage things a lot more remotely and we're seeing things with uh, people that suffer from parkinson's disease for example that you can put a patch on somebody and it disperses the drugs it sits on a patch for six months you have the you know uh, six months worth of drugs on that mm. particular patch that you never have to worry and you also uh, keep monitoring that person's activities as well so this is a massive breakthrough it hasn't been done before and it's 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 going to be very interesting to see um you know how they take this further after the initial testing but mm. it's 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 massive that they they're able to have these these neural devices implanted in the brain that are so tiny it's hmm. it's mind-blowing wow i wonder 
And, they, and they, is it going to be used to achieve, do you get cr- chronic wireless delivery to the different parts of the brain for those people that use that chronic medication? Really, really fascinating. I, w- I wonder in terms of our discussion last week on privacy, you know, how interesting it might be to have like all those records stored somewhere. And, well, uh, and then someone being able to access those. But at the same time, like the, the medical benefits of, of this implant are undisputable. No, absolutely. And, and what it can achieve and what these guys have been able to achieve, as I said, it's, it's, it's uh, the size of a human hair, hmm. the thickness of a human hair. And, um, you know, it's, it, you know, you can't dispute the, the, the positive stuff that you can do yeah, with this. Yeah, absolutely. But the privacy stuff's always, there's always going to be questions around yeah, it, you know? Yeah. No, no. Fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, tell us about this healthcare drone, um, story, which is quite interesting. Yeah. So I came across this and, you know, in, in Rwanda, for example, they're using drones to get blood to hospitals on the other side of the country. It would take a vehicle like eight hours. Mm. And have you seen these drones in, in, in play? They're, no, they're no. extraordinary. So what they take, they shoot them off from, they've got these specially designed, um, uh, I don't know what, what you'd call them. It's not even an airport. It's not even a takeoff thing. It just, mm. it's like a, it looks like a, almost like a cannon and it shoots it into the air, right? Yeah. And the, the drone takes off and it flies across Rwanda and then it knows more or less where the hospital is. Well, it knows with the GPS coordinates yeah. and literally goes down a little bit lower cool. and it drops off the load of blood for that specific hospital that they might need for an operation, and then it flies back to its destination. Um, And the blood comes down with a parachute and it lands on the field of the hospital, and then they've got this access. Now, normally, a vehicle would take at least like eight hours to get to some of these destinations because of the terrain terrain of Rwanda. But um, these drones can deliver this blood in literally... 45 minutes. Wow. That's how, that's how quick it does it. Now it's quite interesting what they're doing. They've been testing this in Iraq out of all places and they're using these drones and they tested them and they found that the drones are actually getting, uh, two patients. They used, uh, mock-up patients about a minute, 90 to 120 seconds faster than a regular ambulance would do. Hmm. Now you say, well, you know, what's, what's 120 seconds? It's two minutes. It's not a big deal. Sure. But, um, when you are, Dealing with a life and death situation, mm-hmm. seconds, uh, a medic will tell you, are the most critical part of saving a life or losing a life. So with these uh, with these um, busy streets that they have in Iraq, these ambulances really struggle to get to two patients. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is that um, they, they're able to get stuff to the patients that have been involved in a specific accident. If you need a defibrillator, for example, that you need instant um, mm. medical assistance for that particular patient, they're able to deliver this now through drones. And they're testing this with the Australian government and the Iraqi government, and they're describing this as, as, a, as a massive breakthrough, that these air ambulances can get stuff, even if there are medics on the scene sure. that need something urgently that might not be in an ambulance, mm. they can get these drones to deliver them with instant, uh, you know, in, within 120 seconds, which when is extraordinary. you think of extraordinary. trying to make it through traffic and no, absolutely, all that kind of thing, So, I mean, if, if you're a qualified doctor, if you're a, uh, somebody that has some kind of medical experience, you're on the scene of an accident, yeah. you can, you know, you can be registered on a specific network hmm. to say, I need this drug now yeah. because the ambulance is not going to get there. This is where drones 
um, assist in getting the stuff there so yeah. quick. It's amazing what they're doing with drones. Cool. No, it is. It is. Stuff, reminds yeah. me of a, a friend of mine at, at Oxford who started this uh, startup where they plant trees with drones. So yes. terrain that's difficult to get to, literally just planting trees and just these drones fly all over and plant these seeds. It's so cool. And build forests, basically. Yeah. And they're using drones extensively in agriculture as well, which mm. is quite mm. amazing. Well, tell us about this digital detox thing. I'm fascinated in this idea because... Even when you go on holiday or when you're trying to get away from a lot of the, the busyness in your life, the digital world always finds a way of, of encroaching. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you go on holiday, you always take your smartphone. You mm. want to use the maps. You want to take photographs of where you're going. Um, people still want to stay connected. I don't know if you've tried a digital detox before. Have you tried one? Disconnecting for at least a week. Wow, a week. You know, what, what, I, what I do usually in December is I go away from posting on social media. Yes. Um, but I have never done a full-on digital detox. Yeah, yeah. where you don't even uh, take photographs, you don't even have your phone. I, I, I don't know if I would be able to do it. But what these guys did at the University of, of East Anglia and the University of Greenwich, they, mm. they basically um, took a group of travelers yeah. and you know, they, they sent them out and they, they, they sent them out and they, they did this digital detox and they said, you can't use your technology. Mm. You've got to go and disconnect yourself from your phones, disconnect yourself from the rest of the world. Mm. And... And they, they discovered some very interesting things and they, they, they took a, a group of about 27 different travelers to different locations and they published in, this in the Journal of Travel Research and they, show, they, show, they showed that initially there was a bit of anxiety, there was a bit of frustration initially, yeah. um, but, and those were the initial withdrawal systems. But within a few days, people started accepting the fact that they didn't have the technology and they felt a little bit liberated. And the, the, the findings that came back from the participants were quite interesting because they found that the, the participants engaged a lot more with fellow travelers. Okay. They found that, um, they had, they spent more time with their travel companions. And if you think about when you're traveling with a companion, yeah. how much time you spend on your phone doing other stuff, reading your emails and sending yeah. WhatsApps to your friend. So you, you're more engaged and you're more present with the partner that you're traveling in. Mm. Um, and they actually found that the participants in the end participated a lot more and became a lot more engaged in the surroundings that they were in. Mm. And they took another bunch of participants with phones as well. They found that people that didn't have technology knew a lot about the cities and the surroundings they were in that the people that did use wow. the technology, which is quite extraordinary. Um, and, and, and they just found that, that they, they overall, Emotionally, they enjoyed uh, their, their travels a lot more hmm. than the people that were connected to their devices, oh. which I found quite interesting. And it's and 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 the liberating, the liberating uh, feeling mm. of not being, uh, you know, on your device and having to answer to people, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah. was the one thing that came out over and over. So they're now starting a lot of these tours with digital detox tours wow. that you can go. And you don't have any connectivity yeah. and you're just you and you're being present with your environment. Hmm. Must give incredible peace of mind, actually. I think I'm going to set myself a challenge the next holiday to try and do this for maybe I'll start with like two or three days. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's interesting, the anxiety that people have. Yeah. And maybe some people that are listening now have tried this before. Yeah. And I want to hear about your anxiety levels of being disconnected. Mm. But mm. Eusebius and Nduduzo, leave your phones behind, please. This is your digital detox that starts now. It has been decreed by Aki Anastasiu. Thank you so much for joining us on Technobyte, Aki Anastasiu.